Hey guys, I'm Cohen. And I'm Shannon, and welcome back to the Brown Expats. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, our first episode, actually, by the yes, way. Yes, our first proper um, episode, and uh, what better to start it off than talking about Marvel, right? Damn, our favorite topic that we're going to cover on this podcast, uh, Love Marvel. What are we talking about today, Shannon? We're going to be we're going to be talking about Loki episodes 1 to 3. It's been uh Loki pretty interesting. Sorry. It's <laughs> I had to amazing. make the pun. I had to make the pun. <laughs> we made so many jokes about watching when we were watching Loki together. Uh and when we were watching the episodes, we were just like Loki uh Loki likes Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. And we'll get a get small, into that when we talk there. about episodes 2 and 3, which you know, kind of expands yeah. on that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been, I think I have to say that compared to all the other uh, Marvel series that released, uh, Loki has been probably the best, in my opinion. And I have, I'm, I I'm have a huge fan compared... of Captain America. So of course, Falcon and Winter Soldier was probably like my favorite up till now. But then like when Loki released, I was like, this is a mind blowing content by Marvel. So Definitely. Compared to uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, I have to say this one gave me goosebumps and chills watching the first episode itself. Definitely. Just everything that happened from the first episode to the third episode was amazing. I think at the time of recording this episode, uh, three episodes have come out already, yep. but I think... Uh, I think episode four should episode, be out by the time it's released. Four, four yeah. should be out, Exactly. But yeah, we're going to be giving our own thoughts on, uh, towards the end of uh, once we break down episode three right, right. to what's going to happen in episode four. But yeah, let's start talking about episode one of Loki. Right, so I think episode one was a kind of nice intro and it was informative as to what happened in Endgame with like the whole flashbacks. I think it was also pretty cool to a person who might just be starting to watch Marvel because it kind of gave a good backstory, even though like uh-huh, yeah about loki's life yeah which was pretty cool like you don't need to know too much about it that was pretty interesting yeah because they took us back to 2012 loki exactly uh, considering yeah. that fact that like this loki hasn't yeah. technically experienced everything that we see in endgame i mean up till up till he Infinity never War. really went through the emotional growth exactly. um yeah. then the his obviously this the loki that we saw in thor ragnarok right. and in endgame uh it wasn't the same Loki. Uh, I'm sorry, not not Endgame. I mean, I meant Infinity, Infinity War. War. Mm-hmm. I right. forgot he died in Infinity War, uh, which was sad to see in the first episode when we watched uh, the clip of uh, Loki's entire life in the TVA. Yeah, saw... but I felt it was yeah. it was pretty interesting because as we saw like his his mother's death as Odin kind of fades away, and when Loki dies himself, we see this character transformation of Loki as he watches the clips. That happens in just like a, a minute or two compared to like his whole lifetime as we see in the rest of the MCU, which was pretty interesting. Like you see all these emotions on his face, which like really show the true Loki. He goes from, you know, like crying uh, with, in his uh, mother and father's death. And it's just like absolute shock when he sees himself die, getting killed by Thanos. Exactly. Yeah. 
that's kind of taking us back to the first scene in Loki when we see Loki taking the Tesseract and ending up in the Mongolian desert. That actually takes me back to a scene from Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. Oh yes, I see where you're heading. Tony Stark, yeah, where Tony Stark crash lands uh, with the Mark One suit in the desert, and that kind of portrays the emotional growth Tony went through. And right, there's that like hidden symbolism, and Marvel does this well. like so much, and it was just it was very impressive to see that they compared Loki to literally kind of like the leader of of marvel or who has been who yeah, has exactly. been the leader all this time so it's kind of it's kind of cool like uh, to see that i mean it's it's a theory obviously um people were really uh shocked to see um him doing some of the stuff that he did being the ego egomaniac self selfish person that he was in right the yeah. 2012 I, I, Avengers I don't know movie. I like to think as Loki of kind of like Bond's evil twin because he's he's he has that same kind of you know he's classy he's smooth uh but at the same time he's super evil so I would I I think of him as Bond's evil twin I don't know in in my head yeah. it's pretty because he has that same kind of flair you know yeah that's true that's true that's true i mean there's a lot of comedy um that's involved in the show even the first scene where uh the time variance authority comes out of their what the portal and they right. hit loki with that oh, stick, yeah, with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> and like his Which face kinda... is traveling in slow motion that was hilarious so yeah one sixteenth of a second but <laughs> yeah. he feels the pain in real time mm-hmm. which was an amazing first scene i think my mom was laughing when she saw that right and i was like <laughs> yeah. ouch and, and then it was interesting because we like head into tva uh where there's and I, I think i think tom hiddleston is able to portray the character of loki and like we see this kind of different more comedic side of, of loki uh where he's not exactly a coward but he looks out for himself a lot as we as we have seen in like later on in the MCU, I think just things with 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 uh, Thor with Loki were a bit more serious in the first uh, yeah. few Thor movies until Ragnarok, and it's just nice to see this comedic side kind of come out in in Loki. I think the scenes up to um, him getting a ticket and getting into court um, was just like I think the part when he says that. Uh, do most people not know if they're robots? Yes, <laughs> before he- <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, he's just—I love his acting. Like he was—he was able to play the character so well in in all these interesting comedic scenes where he's being introduced to uh, these different things that he needs to do before he kind of talks to the judge or like faces the judge. And yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of the characters introduced to us in the first episode. Right. right. So. We obviously know um, Loki. Um, let's talk about the Time Lizards. The, the Time the- Lizards, actually. <laughs> so yeah, the Timekeepers, <laughs> or as as you know, Loki calls them Time Lizards. Um, oh, space lizards. Space lizards. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. It was it was pretty amazing to see that there are these there are these powers outside of just what we see like in the marvel cinematic universe until now there's like yeah things that basically are controlling everything until now which is crazy because like we haven't seen any involvement by the timekeepers and then suddenly this just kind of expands the universe so much more so it kind of um i remember the scene where they introduced the timekeepers 
and they were talking about the proper flow of the timeline right and the fact that a multiverse cannot be created uh because of the chaos and each and every uh timeline fights against each other to right. you know be the dominant one and tr- kind of struggle so basically the job of the timekeepers is to uh, to keep secure the, timeline, the like, secure the timeline from branching yeah. out mm-hmm. yeah but i feel but, like but i feel like the introduction think- of the multiverse was just awesome because like i am looking forward to it somehow being portrayed in spider-man and i think we all know why like we definitely want to see andrew garfield and toby mcguire besides tom holland because that would be the coolest team up ever with the sinister six Initially, and all I was, that so. i was kind of bummed out because uh, in that first scene um they kind of shot down the idea that the uh, the multiverse was not possible at all because the timekeepers are these people like kind of guards the timeline making sure, sure yeah that the multiverse yeah. does does not happen but um i don't want to jump too ahead right now but right um, but then we see it, it later seems, there there is a way that mm-hmm, at least yeah. at least for a brief period of time before the tva kind of sorts out everything but but do you think like anything bad will happen if the multiverse does exist or well i mean i think naturally because with with superheroes kind of teaming up and meeting each other we see like villains might team up and that might be pretty chaotic we see that's true. Uh, different we see even different versions of of uh loki for example like his different variants of loki um as we saw like there's there's lady loki there's we saw hulk loki we saw this bearded loki which i don't know what that was yeah, kind of um uh, this actually brings me to one of the theories i had uh mm-hmm. but i'll kind of dive into it once we break down episode 2 okay but yeah. i think um but yeah let's keep moving on with like episode 1 right. where um when loki enters the court and he's and he's guilty what kind of kind of before uh, that though uh what did you think about the introduction of agent mobius played by um you know the, our very own Owen Wilson because he is literally one Amazing. of the OG I, I actors. I couldn't recognize you know? him for a second. <laughs> I couldn't recognize him without the blonde hair. You know. Oh really? With like and the long the, blonde the, hair. The long blonde <laughs> hair that he has, which he looks really cool in Loki. Signature. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Like I know he usually looks I mean, pretty, sig- pretty amazing, but he looks even kind of sharp in, in Loki with the short hair. I have to. S- yeah, yeah. He looks pretty cool. He looks pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Um, but I have to say that um. His introduction in the Marvel you know cinematic universe was just amazing. Um the whole character that he's is such a serious character mm-hmm. uh from the get-go. But also there's definitely a comedic side to him. It's kind of funny um, because Owen Owen Wilson said in an interview when he was being like cast into um Loki that you know so like what kind of superpowers am I going to have? And the director said yeah. that oh you're just you're going to be Agent Mobius and he was like does that have any superpowers <laughs> so yeah he's just yeah he's just a he's a super talented actor and he brings this kind of he brings this kind of experience uh to uh the marvel cinematic universe from you know his acting in other movies and yeah like he's he's had he's had a great chemistry with tom hiddleston which we clearly see in all the episodes until now yeah definitely like um I'm a fan as he as he says on the show <laughs> <laughs> exactly but um, yeah. yeah let's uh moving on to the court scene where we see the timekeeper's heads and we see the judge uh, kind of 
sentencing um, Loki for cri- his crimes against the sacred timeline. But Agent Mobius stepping up and saying, I actually know what he's capable of. Um, can I use him? And they kind of have like a small um, discussion where they're like, I didn't think you should do this, Agent Mobius. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, that was a kind of intense scene. But then we see, like, I think the judge and Agent Mobius, Mobius have like something going on. If you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's some chemistry. There's some chemistry, which I which I really like. I know there were theories about like the judge, I think, being Kang's girlfriend, who is one of like the timekeepers, which is a bit weird. I hope that doesn't happen because I really like Mobius. Do you mean Kane the Conqueror? Yeah, yeah. Kang the Conqueror, and so he's one yeah. of the timekeepers, and then and the judge. There was one theory about that, but I hope that's not true because I really like this kind of chemistry between Mobius and and the Mobius judge, and so. yeah, and the judge. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, um, even the scene where they go to that room where Mobius is kind of showing him his life and what's in store for him, and just trying to find out what makes a Loki tick. Right. No, yeah. and I have to say, um. Like, I had to point this out, the D.B. Cooper scene. Now, I know that many people who have followed the story just absolutely are, were, like, fascinated by it, would love this scene because it explains it in such an awesome way. Like, Marvel, yeah. it's just, it's so cool because it's one of these, like, not urban, urban legends, but just people never really figured out what happened to the D.B. Cooper thing. I know that, like, I know Prison Break fans uh, would also love to listen to this because... Uh, they had D.B. Cooper in Prison Break as one of the prisoners. Um, but yeah, it was so cool because we finally, in, in that kind of situation, we see the real god of mischief side of Loki uh, with, you know, stealing money for since like it was he a bed by bed Thor. against Thor. Yeah, which yeah. was, <laughs> it was hilarious. So definitely love that little it was, scene. It was such a good scene. I was, I was like amazed to see like this, um, this small scene where, uh, Thor and Loki are actually brothers and they actually like have fun and kind of do these kind of things you know like just mess around and work exactly and we see like and Loki grin off. because I know that it was kind of that scene was a bit mischievous and he and he liked that side of Thor because we saw Thor as being super you know stoic and serious until that point and like he sees this different side of of himself yeah. and his brother in an in a reality that he hasn't experienced yet so exactly um yeah i mean that scene was um uh, really funny but moving on like he's still uh pretty um ske- uh, skeptic about the fact that the time variance authority is just another illusion he is he is pretty skeptical like even there's this point where agent mobius asks him to like trust him and he says trust is only for children and for dogs there's only one person you can trust and you know it's it's yourself that's what he kind of hints at so put it on a t-shirt you know <laughs> all right yeah so um moving on from i mean lo- episode one was amazing i have to say let's talk about the fact when loki escapes and he goes uh what's the guy's name that sits at the desk oh uh his name uh it starts with s or k like is it Kevin space like space no uh, I'm so good is it Cassie Casey his name yes Casey (laughs) yes yes yeah Casey Casey, that's his name Casey yeah oh also by the way when he first escapes and he uses um what's it called the 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 pad something the time 
the 10 pad. The 10 pad, no, yeah, yeah, the 10, the 10 pad. pad. So when he uses yeah. the 10 pad, um, there is this brief scene where we see a prisoner in the background, or like not a prisoner, but someone being like walking with one of the TVA authorities. And I saw this theory online uh-huh. which said that it was apparently Peggy Carter. Because when you like zoom in, you can see that it like the face shape and the hair and everything is very similar to Peggy Carter, which I didn't notice brings that. a lot Damn. of questions to mind. Like I, I have no idea that <laughs> what this could mean, but yeah, that's pretty. Do you remember the first prisoner in the first scene who um, got disintegrated? The, the yeah, the guy disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. People thought that that wasn't that was another version of Loki too. Oh really? He looked kind of like uh, one of the. About, he looked like he, the chubby guy from Deadpool too. Because <laughs> he kind of, because he kind of, because he kind of oh. said, "If my father hears about this, you know, oh. kind of showing that his father's a high authority." Okay. Interesting. I, I so, didn't think about this. This okay. this brings me back to the theory that all the time variants that they get are mostly Loki's. Why do you think? Or it's always or he could he could have just been a waste you stepping like, out. I, could be. <laughs> I mean, could I be mean, maybe, maybe, but then. <laughs> but yeah, okay. This, but this get is an interesting the theory, theory, which we could explore. Like, I already kind of did, but I'm gonna be sh- telling right. you it uh, in a bit. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Yeah. And okay. So moving on. So he he sees he goes to Cassie. And he's like, I'm gonna gut you like a fish. And Cassie, what's the fish? idiots, like, oh, what's a fish? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this is just disappointing on many levels. Like, how does Casey not Death. know what a fish Death. is? <laughs> he looks like the most basic human ever. <laughs> exactly. So. Like he's the most basic uh, Chad. I mean, I don't know what to call him because Chad, just, <laughs> Kevin, just just Kyle. a random. Just, just a random Kyle just sitting in the office, you know, <laughs> right, right. doing a nine-to-five job. And apologies yeah, to any Chad, Kyle, or Kevin listening to this podcast. We do not. Oh my god. <laughs> we do not think Don't you're basic. Us. You are very interesting individuals. We were just trying to be a little funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. But, so yeah, he opens. He, he opens the little basic. like um, drawer on on the table, and we see. A bunch of infinity stones like what the heck is going on oh my god (laughs) right yeah i it was so so kind of like diving into what infinity stones he had they never had any mind stones so they were the soul stones yes Um, so i when i initially looked at um like i I stopped the clip and i kind of had a look and i thought there were no soul stones which would be a more likely case considering that you know you have to like sacrifice yourself on Bormir. Exactly. But then apparently it did it did have like two soul stones, soul stones, but it did not have a mind stone, which is kind of weird. Mind stone, yeah. It's kind of weird. Not gonna there were a lot of time stones too, and yeah, tons of times, of, uh, time space. Uh, I think there were reality uh, stones, which is kind of weird yeah, because yeah, there were a couple of reality. The Aether is kind of liquidy like as well. Semi-solid yeah, kinda, yeah. I don't know. It was so weird, but yeah, there were a bunch of that too. And you see Loki picking up the time zone, but it isn't confirmed that he put it back. I mean, there's literally a bunch of time zones just sitting no, in front he, of him right he now. he did pick it up, but then... So it was weird because we saw a clip where we hear the time stone being dropped back in, uh, like dropped back in, but we don't, we don't actually see him dropping it back in. 
So exactly. we don't know what that I could mean. mean. Like he could be doing so something. So he takes out the tesseract. That's what we see him taking out first. Exactly. And then him noticing the time stone and the other infinity stones in there. There's a bunch of infinity stones in front of him right now. What's stopping him from taking one out? And I mean, you know? he is the god of, uh, you know, mischief and trickery. So he could have like made Casey see that he put it back or, you know, like anything's possible. And anyways, no, they're used. They're used as the paperweights, so I don't. I don't think Casey would care that yeah. much. Like, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, just you know, I one or two are gone. Who cares? <laughs> not I not mean, a big yeah, deal. <laughs> just one less paperweight. You know, we'll get another one tomorrow. Like, <laughs> just so many yeah, people. Exactly. So many of the you know uh, Avengers sacrifice themselves for these stones, but we just get them on a regular basis. It's not. Not it was so deal. sad because <laughs> I saw some of the edits yes, when they kind yes. of showed like the Infinity Stones and they showed um, Black Widow Black dying Widow. and they showed Gamora dying. Gamora uh, and Iron Man like, just, oh, it's so upsetting. They had all the Infinity Stones so upsetting. and we had to see these characters just dying for them. Yeah. It was it was pretty sad. But I, I kind of think that Loki still has a time stone with him. I have a feeling. Because I have a feeling. Because it because it only makes sense once we go into the third episode. Right. But yeah. which I'll talk about like later. I know what you I know what you're on. hinting at. Yeah. 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 But anyways, exactly. we see him kind of go back to the place where uh Mobius and him were watching the clip. Um and apparently Mobius says at the end that the time variant uh was Loki himself. And and they say that, you know, it's it's a variant of Loki. They keep on, and this was a classic kind of thing where they keep on hinting it's a him, but of course, to all of the, the people who have watched all three we episodes, all it's uh, her uh, absolute Loki. bombshell, Lady Loki. <laughs> so amazing character, awesome. I have to say, She's absolute badass. So yeah, entering episode two of the show, we see that um, now Mobius and Loki are trying to find a way to track this new variant. I think this was, by the way, I think this was Loki. literally the coolest episode ever. Like that Marvel has released until now, at least. I don't know. It just episode two? I was yeah, yeah. Episode two was absolutely yeah, amazing. Definitely. Just so much in just one episode, like packed in. It was awesome to see. So yeah. Like tons of theories and tons of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had this one theory. Um, where you see uh in episode one where Mobius kind of shows Loki the view of the time variance authority right and he was like uh i thought magic does not exist in the tva and he's like there's no magic here that kind of takes me back to um antoine and the wasp when um scott kind of travels in the uh, quantum realm right. you kind of see a city in the distance did you see that that when was a bit suspicious and yeah there are there are theories online right now that say that uh, the TVA exists in the quantum realm. In the quantum realm, exactly. Right. So when, which so makes when, a lot of know, sense considering everything that happens in these three episodes. Because when Loki asks Mobius, "How long are you? Were you here in the TVA?" and he's like, "Time moves differently." Exactly, in the TVA. and, and like, that is precisely that what uh, Ant Man, like what Paul Rudd, kind of says in Endgame. Scott Lang says that he was in the corner room for five hours, but it was actually five years. Five years had passed, exactly. And he's and he also says that time moves differently in the corner room. Right. And so does Ant Man and sorry, the Wasp Mom. Yeah. 
the the, the like wasp. the OG wasp. <laughs> yeah. The OG wasp, right. yeah. And I mean, yeah, but her mom, And that makes a lot of sense considering the, the fact anymore. that Kang the Con- Kang the Conqueror is going to be like we've heard rumors that he's going to be the main villain villain in Ant-Man in Quantum uh, Mania. Yeah. Exactly. So pretty Which pretty excited pretty that excited they are in the quantum realm. Exactly. Like I know it's we haven't they haven't said makes. anything yet, but it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. But it's crazy how much sense it makes. It does, and that just shows that there's like this tiny, well, like you can't even see that tiny of a society uh, called the TVA, and they have so much power that even though they're that small in a sense, they're so much more greater in in the power that they hold. Exactly. So, so you think that they use the quantum realm to kind of time travel, and you know move through different moments in time right but i don't think they're stuck in the t- in the quantum realm i, ca- I think they're kind of there that's where they are that's where they the operate TVA. from that's, yeah that's 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 where they exist mm-hmm. exactly right. outside time itself mm-hmm. so what they kind of do doesn't matter exactly and that is like it's just because they're so tiny it doesn't matter what happens in the tva itself but they're preventing like the repercussions of what happens outside the TVA in like the actual world. Taking us back to before they enter 1985, we see Mobius and the team kind of breaking down what the different low keys and the time variants, what their powers consisted of, uh, shape-shifting, um, kind of projecting an illusion, um, all those different kind of um, time variants of low keys because they get mostly low keys as time variants which brings me back to this theory that um they get loki's a time variance because they're the only ones that kind of chooses their own path and kind of takes us back to the fact that the time variance authority is controlled wait for it by a single loki himself an older version of loki oh my god so like literally one loki controlling a bunch of lokis to do his bidding don't you think it kind of makes sense though because no one's actually seen the timekeepers mobius kind of said that i haven't met them yet i do think i do think kang exists but it's it's something that's kind of made up by loki or or he does exist but he can't get kang has like his own powers and and that kind of thing whereas it's just Loki who has made this whole setup, as you're saying. I mean, who do you think can oppose a Loki or kind of defeat a Loki than a Loki uh, themselves, you know? Why do you think there are so many Lokis that just come up and uh, the Time Variance Authority um, just kind of erases these Lokis from the timeline because they can pose a threat to this older or the superior Loki that they all show. And if you see, all Lokis kind of underestimate themselves and... You see Loki from the 2012 Loki. He kind of says that this other Loki that they're hunting is an inferior version of himself. Right, right. But we come to see that this Loki is has their own strengths, and this other Loki has their own set of strengths, and is just completely undermining each other. So don't you think that kind of makes sense? That this is a Loki that is pretty uh, Loki mind blowing, huh? (laughs) Huh? <laughs> that's Loki pretty cool yeah. don't you think <laughs> Loki yeah. Pretty cool. yeah 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 and uh, I think but... and I think 
Sylvie already knows this, and oh, that's why she's okay. trying to find out. Oh, so she's trying to like break down the TVA because she thinks it's made up of like a bunch of Lokis, and she wants to gain control. Or like, what do you think her plan I is? Jump, what do you think her motive? I want to jump to uh, the trailer that we saw for episode four. Okay. Um, at the time of recording, uh, episode four is already out, probably, and we're probably already gonna <laughs> know. But um, they kind of show that they're in this kind of temple thing where they're fighting someone, and I think it's this other Loki okay. or this like like the eternal Loki, <laughs> eternal Loki, in or sense, like this older of, version of Loki right. that's con- completely controlling invincible everything. Loki. Let's know, call him invincible. As you've seen that um, Loki can kind of manipulate um, people, and I think he's just manipulating this one judge. And kind of everyone's just falling into line and has this um, undying regions right. to this. Wait, so do you think Loki. do you think the people in the TVA are all Lokis, or is that what you're trying to say, or it's just he? No, has... I'm just saying that the Timekeepers actually do exist, but Loki kind of did something to them or kind of locked them away right. and is now controlling the the okay, time okay. the timeline. And that kind of makes sense with the whole fact that. Um, you know, we see an episode, we see an episode three where, which we'll like come to later, but also that, um, apparently everyone in the TV, TVA had a life before they were in TVA, but no one kind of seems to remember that even Mobius himself doesn't remember that. Exactly. Cause I think when Loki asked him, like, what have you done your entire life? He's like, I was, um, born in the TV. Uh, I was like made by the timekeepers to serve in the TVA. Exactly. He doesn't talk about do birth. He doesn't here. talk about like how he knows certain things, but exactly, which is yeah, he which just kind of became, weird. you know, mm-hmm. right. And and that kind of shows that there's something going on, something weird going on. And I kind of was on Team TVA and Team Mobius for a second, but then when we realized that they were all actually time variants working for the TVA. Right. And the timekeepers kind of made them agents or officers for the TVA. It kind of shows that something sus is going on. Something, right now, yeah, like, definitely. I mean, character-wise, I agree. But you know, like, who doesn't love Owen Wilson? So, still, still a big fan. No, I mean, I love <laughs> Owen. Wilson, I still like Mobius. But I thought I still like Mobius. I, I feel thought like the, he like, has some good, good side, in him. I mean, I thought the good side was the TVA and what they're doing is completely right, and this one Loki is just the bad person. But we have come to realize that Loki made a decision to follow this, to follow Sylvie, as we now call her, uh, because he kind of wants to understand what's going on and why are they after her. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. So let's talk more about episode, episode two. two kind of break yeah, it down a Episode two kind of expands upon the whole fact that where, like, you know, this is where the, the chase scene is going on and they're trying to find who this Loki variant is. And it kind of expands upon the fact that uh, this Loki variant lives in uh, apocalypses right before they're going to get destroyed. And she goes back to like the same time again and again to um, not like disrupt the timeline. And they do this whole kind of experimental thing, just Loki and Agent Mobius. They go to Pompeii, which uh, which was, by the way, a hilarious uh, scene, really good kind of oh theater, I theater I acting by, Loki, by <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. So, <laughs> yeah. It was amazing how Nothing everything really gets matters. wiped out. And You're all going to die. You're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious to see. So, uh, and that kind of works out. We have the whole, he did the weird salad metaphor 
by adding milk to it and i was like oh no this <laughs> no it was it was juice i think it was right uh, juice, juice it was, was juice. ragnarok <laughs> yeah ju- <laughs> juice ragnarok yeah and he and he keeps kind of shaking the salt and pepper in the salad oh, no. and mobius is like you just he was about to he was about to slap him <laughs> he's trying to keep his patience <laughs> man was about to get yeeted out of the timeline <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and um well when they return from pompeii and you know they're kind of getting ready for uh heading on this on this next mission to probably find um the variant they have this interesting kind of debate between mobius and loki about free will and freedom and it was interesting because it almost felt as if it was an allusion to like christianity versus atheism if you like i i felt that kind yeah, of thing kind where, of uh it talks about and of course like in this context we know that there's someone else controlling and controlling the tva and not necessarily in a good way um uh-huh so and we know that you know like god's gracious and that's kind of a whole different kind of thing that he doesn't control us we still have free will but yeah free it was will, yeah. it was an interesting kind of symbolism which i felt that marvel was trying to uh do in the in the episode kind of put forward yeah, yeah i yeah. the fact that when loki was like so no one really has free will yeah. and everything is supposed to go how the timekeepers kind of ordain it and you know it's supposed to go in that certain way and mobius is like i mean it's a little more complicated than that mm-hmm. but yeah yeah and then but loki it's, goes it's on to, to say see... no one bad is truly bad and no one good is truly good uh which which i definitely agree with and that makes a lot of sense it's just definitely it's just how well you control those urges not to be bad or just control or or you decide not to be good and that makes a lot of sense about loki's past himself so exactly and like okay so right and then they then they go and find um the kablooey thing that mobius took from from the little kid uh back in the first episode i think episode. once we watch like episode one of loki we kind of see the kid with the kablooey candy uh and they kind of uh, trace it back to uh, 2050 i think right. but that's what they find out in episode two but everyone kind of thought that the kid was actually loki i thought the kid was late i thought the kid was lady loki not gonna lie like when i when i realized that like even even otherwise i thought that like when i didn't know it was lady loki who was the variant i thought it was a version of loki that was uh that the kid was also there was this weird kind thing of pointed to where the devil exactly where her teeth were blue and there the was tongue. she pointed at the devil who also had blue teeth in that kind of in the church um like was glass. it a girl or a guy like the kid the, i have no idea i don't want to it was a I guy say I something think it was insensitive a but like i thought <laughs> it was a girl but anyways um yeah, it be, and also, oh my God, there were like Marvel fan, Mar- Marvel fans starting to say that the devil was like an allusion to Mephisto. With like they've been waiting for it since WandaVision, and I was like, oh no, not the Mephisto trail wow. again! Like you're not the Mephisto. Just, please don't go down this trail again. It's just it's a waste of time. <laughs> like it's definitely not uh, an some allusion. Some people to. thought that that the devil was actually loki because he has the horns exactly uh, and that makes a lot more sense than mephisto like guys just stop he's eventually probably going to be released he's probably going to show up he's gonna yeah he's gonna make an appearance with mephisto theories relax for now (laughs) for real exactly um right so coming back to episode two they they kind of see the kablooey and they find out that it was in uh somewhere between 2047 to 2051 in uh alabama where this 
chocolate was prevalent, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Amobius and Loki kind of have a competition to find out uh, where the Kablooey candy was made and where an apocalypse was associated with it. Mm-hmm. And Loki kind of wins the competition and the gentleman's bet and finds out that it happens in 2051 and Kablooey candy was made at that time. Right. And it kind of had all the resources because there was a hurricane that was going to take place and kind of wipe out the entire uh, population in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of use they kind of get a, get together the team uh they, they were gonna re- uh, retrieve c20 if i'm not mistaken yes yeah she's the c20 uh, she's the tv authority and that kind was of, kidnapped and by... kind of find out yeah exactly and kind of find out where uh this variant of loki was hiding and so they enter this place and i think the first scene we see is loki kind of using his magic to dry himself up Right, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then yeah. the TVA authority was kind of like, oh my god, like how did he do that? Like how does he have powers? And did they have like the restraining strap on his neck or did they like remove that? I, I can't No, recall. they didn't. They did. Okay, they so not, they kind of trusted him. They kind of trusted him for that bit. Like a little. A little, yeah. a little. While still keeping like a watch on him because, you know, that TVA authority was like, nah, I'm not letting him go with Mobius because he's definitely going to fool him. Which would have been, which would not have happened and would have been the Loki, better yeah. thing, but whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, but, it ha- it all happened for the best. Exactly. All it's all it's all for the bigger picture, you know, and we wouldn't have episodes four to six <laughs> if that didn't <laughs> happen. So I'm glad. I'm glad. That I mean, I, I kind of wanted him to find this Loki and kind of go with him. Right. But yeah, I mean, we all wanted to see Loki tr- kind of being good for a second uh-huh, and we all sure, kind of rooted for, sure. for him trying to trying to you know rat the lady loki out to the tv and kind of be by like, the oh way God, by the way did you did you ever kind of think that it would be lady loki instead of like a male version of loki like we of course know the fact that loki's fluid and can change form but like the true form did you think that it would be like a man or a woman because like at the- i mean anything's possible right, in the right. timeline and I kind of thought that if they had another Loki, another Tom Hiddleston playing Loki, it would kind of like uh, ruin the whole It would not be as interesting. So like kudos to Marvel for be doing this because exactly. they made it like a hundred times better by making it Lady Loki. Um, it was, it was that kind of classic this, misdirection uh, where everyone's like, oh, we have to like catch him. And then like, mm, funny enough, it's not him, it's, it's her. Whole, it's like that yeah. classic misdirection. But I felt... Um, they kind of had this uh, screening in the UK right. for the first two episodes mm-hmm. of Loki. They kind of had like a pre-release of the second episode mm-hmm. and they kind of bring together the cast of Loki and we see this female character sitting next to Tom Hiddleston in the UK screening where they kind of asked questions to Tom Hiddleston and because people already saw the first two episodes. So right, I think so they knew, they knew that she was... That it was Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. And I think in some of the promo scenes, they kind of showed uh, Lady Loki. So people kind of knew it was coming. But just didn't I expect think, it to be uh, this this cool, to be honest. So This cool, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There was like the fight scene at the beginning of episode two, you know, where she knocks out C20 and her um like comrades or whatever and and i felt oh you mean the fight scene yeah when she was when she was holding the 10 pad okay not to be sexist but i thought like the the fingers were a bit feminine and from like that point i was like oh what if it's like what if it's lady loki and 
Of course. Like, I, I kind of thought was right too. Later. Like, yeah. I mean, Loki has pretty uh, clapped fingers too. I mean, have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. He's feminine himself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, no, all love to Tom Hiddleston. I love Tom sure, Hiddleston, but... Um, I mean, the his fingers are clapped. Yeah, is, I mean, that's just <laughs> he's so feminine. Um, I mean, he, no, no, he's no. got the long hair. I mean, nothing against long hair and all of that on the guy, but I meant just the way he is. He was kind of like a scrawny uh, villain, like when they portrayed him in the 2012 Avengers movie. He was so weak, like yeah, and we just see he, like he kind of didn't unleash we just all see his power. How powerful he is! Like we start to see how powerful he is in in these first few episodes i mean kind of taking it back to norse mythology mm-hmm. we kind of see loki's just an like an op character uh, oh yeah he's he's children. the one who causes like a lot of problems also at, like not necessarily causing problems for the rest of the gods but just creating like a big mess and and just being super mischievous mischievous in so many ways which we did not see in in the mcu until now and it was I mean, really cool uh, the Norse mythology and, and the MCU is very different because oh, yeah. if yeah. it was Norse mythology, we would have kind of seen Loki and Odin as brothers and not actually Odin's sin because right. he becomes Odin. And Hela, Hela or Hel is Loki's daughter, which is like yeah. kind of crazy. Like it's just... No, no. I mean, Hela is the, god, the, the goddess of death. His daughter is, I think... Something no, similar. No, his god is his god. But not his, exactly. His daughter no. is um is hell in, in like certain in actual Norse mythology Norse mythology as I've researched. So. And he has like two other sons, which is the wolf, which is actually uh, Fenrir pet. Yeah, Fenrir. Fenrir mm-hmm. exactly, which is actually one of Loki's children. Which and Hulk snake. fought. Which is yeah, that was yeah. kind of it's kind of weird that like MCU has portrayed things in a pretty different way different like you, way yeah and like i know that uh to any of you rick riordan fans he has talked about this and i think uh magnus chase uh so in the magnus chase series he's talked he's made like a lot of snarky comments and fun about um the mcu for not portraying uh loki and thor in that kind of way because they they show thor as this like fat uh guy like this overweight guy <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Thor is pretty amazing uh till uh, Infinity War and towards the beginning of Endgame but I kind of understand when he went through that phase of depression because yeah, he yeah. literally lost every family member uh every friend er- his brother uh kind of lost half of his also people Also thinking too, about the fact uh, that he's Ragnarok. lived for like a million years and like nothing this bad has happened to him and then suddenly it happens in like a s- short span of time, you know? Like just thinking about that exactly fact. that kind of changes and the like person. he did not have control over it, which is just so upsetting. So it kind of shows a more human side to Thor, to Thor. Mm-hmm. and he's right. just not the god of thunder all the time. No. Not the god of hammer, certainly, guy. as Odin said. Yeah, not a, <laughs> I was gonna say the god of hammers, and I was like, "Are you the god of hammers? No, you're the god of thunder." Yeah, that was an amazing scene in Ragnarok Anthony Hopkins um, is an OG yeah. anyways coming back to episode 2 <laughs> right <laughs> so it ended with um Loki kind of walking through uh the the dimension that that uh Lady the Loki portal the portal created by the, the portal that Lady Loki created um this was I was I don't know why a whole I had like a whole rush of emotions I was about to cry at when this scene came up only because of the fact that we see uh, Loki almost heading into the portal, and then we see Mobius 
and the TV authorities who, you know, start, had started to trust Loki. And then we see their trust, they, them thinking that their trust is being betrayed when it really wasn't. Like he wasn't the one who caused all these problems. Yeah, he wasn't. And I just, I felt so, I felt so sad at this point. I was like, oh my gosh, like I know that Loki doesn't want to do this, but he also wants to find out what Lady Loki is doing. So exactly and like they um he kind of just goes and he's like i have to know what's going on yeah and, and he doesn't even like say anything lady. like oh like there's someone else like <laughs> like come on have conversation communication is key <laughs> yeah i mean but then it kind of ruins the whole point right like, i mean but yeah i get it i get it he should have he was said just something. portrayed as the bad character at the end of episode two like at least from from the yeah. tv authorities perspective which which was really upsetting so and also at the end of episode two, we see the time charges kind of disappear into small pockets, right, kind of right, kickstarting right. the multiverse. Yes. And I just, I know that it was like scary for multiple reasons, but I was also excited because, you know, Spider-Man 3, I cannot wait now. It's probably going to have something similar. I will be really disappointed. Hopefully, I know that all the fans will be really disappointed, but yeah. I mean, I kind of think it's not going to happen because I think we have seen some of the photos and we all know that at the end of Spider-Man uh, 2 um, that everyone knows his identity and a lot of people are going to be after him because they all know now that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and I think it just kind of from the title of the movie Far From Home or uh, no, I mean, sorry, No Way Home mm-hmm. they're kind of running away from home and trying not to be caught by some of these villains like the goblin and some people say i hope i hope the yeah i think i think jamie fox is coming back as uh electro electro yeah yeah. which will be cool so i just like a bunch of people so you don't uh, you don't think it's gonna it's gonna have like the multiverse or that kind of thing imbued I mean, in the- if they're bringing back jamie fox as electro they have to bring back andrew garfield exactly don't you think? Like, also there have been it's ru- only like right reports about do. andrew garfield's and toby mcguire's stuntmen doing scenes and that kind of hints at the fact yeah. i will i i know that i'll like i'm gonna be hugely disappointed if it doesn't happen like i really hope it does happen i mean they probably have something else in store because it's literally the last movie of the year yeah and yeah. everyone's kind of looking forward to it just I don't know, but, like, like I was hugely disappointed last time with with Far From Home because everyone knew uh, about the about the villain and like we knew that he wasn't. It, yeah, we all knew he was the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> so I it was it was a disappointment, and let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I just love Spider Man. Um, of I course, can't say any of yeah, the yeah. I I started Tom loving Holland's Marvel because actor. of Spider Man, so that that makes a lot. Yeah, like it's probably. One of my favorite like superheroes as a kid, definitely. But yeah, just I hope I hope yeah. movie three is what we're expecting and much more than that. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about episode three now. Right. I mean, right. It's titled Lamentus, and now we all we all, we all know that Lamentus is this rock um, that's kind of uh, falling from the sky and is gonna crash on. Uh, everyone and everyone's gonna die eventually and i think there was this fight scene that happened between sylvie and loki that kind of resulted them in uh, ending up in lamentus yeah and also yeah. uh loki kind of t- taking away the tempad from her and 
just trying to you know because i think the battery was low in the tent pad and eventually they had to go and charge it so they had to get to this ship um to charge um the tent pad so that was kind of the journey i think we saw more of sylvie and exactly how she was and when she came uh how she came to be mm-hmm. we all knew that um the tva kind of took um sylvie when she was a kid because in episode four of the trailer we see uh a kid lady loki right the going through a portal the, yeah like i think yeah, led, coming into the led TVA. by a tv authority there there are lots of reports because um i think a lot of lot of rumors because there was apparently a report in episode two which um loki was looking at which which had the words sylvie lofi daughter which kind of hints at the fact exactly. that she's the daughter of the frost giant lofi um there are also lots of other theories like the Lofison, fact that yeah. she might be the daughter of Hela uh, in an alternate reality, uh, in a, you know, an alternate universe. Um, another thing which people are saying, which is kind of weird, that she might be um, Loki's Loki's daughter, which is really weird because we see that kind of, I mean, you know, sexual. We uh, see that kind of sexual tension Loki. going on in one of the episodes, and I was like that is just disgusting if it's true so <laughs> let's just oh my god yeah i mean yeah they kind it kind of is very obvious that they like each other because yeah. see i would not say I mean, it's a big thing in norse mythology because there's a you know a lot of uh dads banging daughters and that kind of thing going on <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> but like yeah our parents are gonna listen to the shadow oh, no <laughs> No, but like incest is very common in in a lot of mythologies, and it's not a big that's deal. True, that's true. But then I think it would be pretty weird if they imbued it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because you know it's it's very PG. So I hope they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marvel is obviously owned by Disney. I Disney will make sure that nothing yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy happens. Friendly, <laughs> you know, except the multiverse, the 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 um doctor strange movie which might be a bit scary but yeah otherwise i think they keep it and pretty and uh i think um the one i forgot the name of the movie it starts with an m it's about a vampire but a vampire morbius oh yeah morbius. morbius yeah 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 morbius yeah I, I, that's uh disney's first horror um, i think that's like sony and marvel sony movie, and yeah. marvel and disney kind of thing or like sony i think, so. I think it's sony sure. and marvel not disney and marvel but yeah yeah yeah, Sony and Marvel. That's I. Th- I can't wait for that show because I love horror. <laughs> right. So back to this episode where they're kind of traveling through, um, Lamentus One, trying to get to the the train station initially. Um, by the way, I have to say, like the CGI and animation was pretty impressive. If we had seen the same kind of thing going on in uh, DC, it would have been a very gloomy atmosphere. And I know that like the world is the this is like a huge apocalypse. Apparently, it's an apocalypse. According yeah. to Loki, uh, Lady Loki, it's like the worst possible one they could have been in. Um, but just even even despite that, it's it's so cool to see that even with that gloomy atmosphere, there's that kind of optimism that's going on, um, that optimistic environment that that they've shot it in. And it, Loki's like, let's get to the ship, let's charge exactly, the tent pad, exactly. and let's get the ship out of here and just make it out alive, like. Yeah, it's just gonna be a normal uh, Venice day, you know. Yeah, just normal get the ship Wednesday, out of here. just yeah, <laughs> casual walking through lamentous one, almost about to die. Casually so. <laughs> stopping an apocalypse, yeah, yeah, like yeah. But even though, yeah, like there's rocks dropping and all that, it, I would think it would be so fake. But Marvel has really 
outdone themselves with this. It's just very good I mean, CGI and uh, animation. We have seen so. on TV shows that people don't really spend a lot of money on CGI and they kind of like do their best with whatever they have. Yeah. But we see They cut the corners Marvel in TV really shows sometimes, but Marvel TV yeah, shows just a lot of so proficient with everything. So They're so it was so perfect like mm-hmm. the animations uh to um the scenes that took place on Lamentis one with the asteroids falling to right, Earth right. Uh, or Lamentis, I don't know where they were. I thought that was Earth. I was like, <laughs> "What's going on over here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to escape to the moon, and mm. yeah, right. they're trying to just get away from from uh, there. But yeah, uh, we all know that the rocket kind of fails, and yeah, everyone ultimately yeah. dies. Let's talk more about Sylvie and the way she was brought up, because we all know that. Sylvie kind of was taken by the TVA um, early on when she was a kid and she's kind of been escaping the TVA her her entire life and she's kind of taught herself enchantment because she never had a mother to do that. Pretty brutal and disturbing childhood, not gonna lie. Yeah, and we all know that she's trying to find out more um, about Loki's mom, uh, Loki from 2012, obviously, and... Uh, she kind of uh, figures out that Loki's mom kind of taught him magic and how to use it. And we all know that uh, she kind of taught herself enchantment and how to control someone's mind and make them do certain things. And that was pretty cool for a person that was not taught a lot of magic and was just taken away as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I also, think, I also think Sylvie, um, in contrast to uh, to our like main Loki, Lady Loki, is just super well organized whereas we see that loki is super erratic and whimsical in doing things like she is so well organized she has she always has a plan whereas loki kind of goes with the flow and that that shows why he messes up so much or why he has messed up so much in the past pretty smart though don't you think like uh the fact that how they got on the train um uh lady loki was just like uh if they fight they fight if it happens it happens i mean all i'm going to do is just control one of the guards to just take us on and mm-hmm. loki was like nah we're not doing that he dresses himself up as a guard and right. takes loki no that was that uh, was pretty intelligent i think it's a good teamwork at this point like they kind of balance each other out very well like one is super well organized one kind of goes with the flow but then it's kind of interchangeable depending on the situation and it's just a very good chemistry at this point. So, but then, as we all know, Loki was so stupid. He had to get drunk on a train oh, yeah. and take yeah. off his suit. And someone like complained, and uh, he was just yeeted out of the train <laughs> through the window. <laughs> just right. kind of. And thrown then he out. ends up destroying the ten pad because of that. Like, come on! Oh my god! Yeah, but. We are so this is kind of where the theory comes in. So if Loki kind of picks up the time stone in the first episode, and we all know that it's not confirmed that he put the time stone back, mm-hmm. don't you think that the scene where the building kind of falls on uh, him, we see Loki just uh just overpowered at this point. He kind of stops the entire building from falling on. He uses telekinesis. Um, uh, I wouldn't think too is much it into telekinesis this. For- or is it the time stone? Okay, I see what yeah. Because okay. he kind of reverts it. He kind of reverts it. I know, but down. I wouldn't think too much on this because we even see in Thor: The Dark World, or like I think the first movie where he's in the the prison in Asgard and he kind of controls the the objects like the chairs and the tables to like fly. 
Uh, we also see, but that was an illusion. That was an illusion that was projected into reality. But it was. I don't know. But I don't know. This was an actual building falling on them. I don't know. Even in like the store, do you remember where he uses telekinesis to get like this, um, this this vacuum cleaner or something to exactly. whack the yeah, big I guy? I know telekinesis is possible for him to like get certain objects, but this is the whole building right now we're talking about. Right. Okay. That. That does make a lot of sense. Also, there's and another the theory that... with with the times with the stones or like maybe the time stone where yeah. um do you remember where Lady Loki takes a short nap and then when she gets up, I feel like I feel like Loki did something while she was taking a nap. Like he kind of to make her fall asleep. Not to make her fall asleep, maybe to make make her fall asleep, but like while she was asleep, he did something to the time or he did he changed the reality like he has some kind of plan that no one else knows about including I think Lady, so too, Lady Loki. but he got drunk like he was so stupid but we or all was that, that or, or cohen or cohen was that maybe just he was pretending was he showing i people mean that's loki possible what do you think? <laughs> loki possible yeah <laughs> yeah i feel I like mean, yeah. he like we think he's not that smart or that's the kind of thing he wants to project to us but he has something up his sleeve you know yeah i mean so basically we all know that all hope is not lost and if he does have the time zone he can really just fix like everything he can um uh, like reverse time uh get the Mm -hmm. 10 pad fixed uh kind of get through the rocket charge the 10 pad and get out of there right right i hope that happens and i also hope i also hope that he like in doing all this he doesn't end up like betraying either the either mobius's trust or lady loki's trust because i really like the chemistry that's going on between him and lady loki yeah 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 also the way he kind of describes when when sylvie asks him about um like what love is and he says love is a dagger and that kind of like they made it into a joke because he was like that's a horrible metaphor, isn't it? And then she's like, yeah, pretty <laughs> isn't horrible. It? But yeah, I, I still felt that he was trying to hint at the fact that he's starting to like her because he said it's a dagger and like you can see your reflection in it. And I was like, okay, Loki, oh you know. You're in love with Sylvie. We all know. I've been feeling <laughs> trying, baby. No, okay, uh, careless, uh, careless Whisper by George Michael starts playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The classic. Marvin, Marvin Gaye in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i mean uh it also takes us back uh to my uh previous theory that uh an older version of loki is controlling the tva because sylvie says this one thing the universe wants to break free so it manifests chaos like me oh so if if the universe is kind of being controlled by this one older version of loki uh and it's creating these time variants to kind of stop this older version of Loki, it kind of makes sense because if everything was going, f- like everything was fine, why do you think so many Lokis end up as time variants? Because it's only possible if a Loki himself is kind of responsible for what's going on right now. Right, okay. And yeah, we that, don't that know the the big plan that this older, for unknown reasons, uh, this older Loki is probably controlling time, but we all know Sylvie's ultimate plan is to kind of um, 
show up to the timekeepers um get this vacuum and kind of escape through there that mm-hmm. was like her plan uh, years in the making but um we have this theory now that there's probably a loki that's behind that door uh that An invincible that loki not right. seen yeah yeah invincible loki and this loki probably knows everything that's going to happen in the timeline and he's probably controlling the timekeepers as well who knows we like we talked about this that uh there could be a greater power like og Lo- like invincible loki but what do you think sylvie has planned like does she want to destroy the tva like she she clearly says that though but like what's what's going on like i don't want to jump to conclusions but what do you think i think she's trying to find out why her life was a mistake and why isn't she supposed to be mm-hmm. here if she was created right, for a reason right. as she calls herself chaos that the universe has manifested it, uh, themselves mm-hmm. like the universe probably has a reason for her exist for her existence and she's trying to find out what that is exactly and there's always these lokis that tend to come up in the past and all of them have been eliminated or erased from the timeline mm-hmm. by the TVA and don't you think like the TVA's job like is only to get lokis because lokis always show up on the radar and there's always just lokis and i think sylvie's trying to find out why it's only just lokis because i think she was she's been there since she was a kid and she kind of already knows that it's only just lokis mm-hmm. and i think see i so think I episodes 4 and 5 will definitely expand on like what's going on um by the time this episode releases some of you guys might laugh at us because we said some probably like stupid things th- stupid theories but <laughs> hopefully not hopefully either our <laughs> theories like get shot down in the water or um they actually stand for or they're just too lit it, or they're just too lit predicted that, something exactly <laughs> and we've actually like, like predicted yeah. what's happening in episode four just for you all to confirm we're actually recording this before episode four yep. comes out yep. so if any of these actually pan out eventually um we were just too yeah late. we're we're freaking amazing so <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're just too freaking late um and uh, i just want to say like i hope these kind of work out cuz if they do imagine the time being controlled by another loki them itself like how do you how do you think it's going to like Yeah no that that would be pretty that would be pretty amazing because I feel like there would be some kind of interaction maybe a team up between Sylvie our main Loki and this this invincible Loki that we talked about um maybe them interacting with some of our you know mainstream superheroes like uh-huh. you know Falcon Winter Soldier Wanda I like some of the some of the powers that Loki has are very similar to Wanda so that would be interesting if they kind of Definitely yeah crossed paths and Doctor Strange too you know who knows We're thinking about the time stone so all, that's a possibility. I, all I have to say is anything can be possible. Marvel Loki uh, anything could be that, possible, you know. <laughs> yeah, Ke- Kevin Feige already said that this show is going to have the biggest impact in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I think we're all looking forward to see what's going to happen because it's it already has it already has ha- like the comics. Don't you think so? Like it already has. There's just it's it opened up has. so many yeah, different kinda, avenues for Marvel to take, so Like let's see where this So I'm kind of I'm kind of like I'm I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to go mm-hmm. from here because there's nothing that's going to be pre- can, that can be predicted because none of it is in the comics mm-hmm. obviously just the characters and I'm 
excited to see how they're gonna like play it out from here and how do you okay one last thing how do you think um the this show is gonna end like i let's just let's just kind of make a prediction because we're releasing this before it actually ends and then we can talk about if we were right or not i i i really don't want this to happen but i feel loki is gonna die and get erased from the timeline oh man okay well let's hope for everyone's sake what do you think what do you think what do you think Um, i want to know what you think i have no idea to be honest i've been i've been struck with some really like curve balls with this show so i i have no idea like anything's possible at this point um loki anything could happen <laughs> if you know what i mean oh my god so, okay guys last joke, guys. last pun <laughs> last pun for the for the episode um i hope you enjoyed listening to this we will see you again on our next episode hey guys i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode you can follow us on instagram at brown expats podcast you can follow and listen to our podcast on your favorite apps including spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube and many more platforms you can of course search us up on all those platforms but the links are included in our instagram bio it would also mean the world to us if you can support us on patreon so that we can use the money that you give us to make the listening experience so much better for you and also to provide little insiders and membership advantages the link to our Patreon is in our Instagram bio as well, but no pressure there. Keep enjoying and listening to our podcast. See you next time on Brown Expats.